Up next is a daily devotional by Pastor Tim Dodson from Believer City Church in Menominee, Wisconsin. To subscribe to the podcast, visit streetlevelradio.com and click on subscribe. Thanks for listening to Street Level Radio. Throughout the 8th chapter of 2 Corinthians, Paul the Apostle had been speaking concerning giving, about tithing and how to handle money and gifts and service of the like. The example of giving was the heart of the Jewish piety, you see, for they showed their godliness by sharing with the poor. It seems uh, on a great level, Christians today have forgotten this central idea of true godly living, largely because it's not tax deductible. Of course, giving to organizations is still important, but we're urged to fulfill this biblical mandate by helping the poor, whether or not it is tax deductible or not. And certainly we need to realize that while we don't want to uh, be dogmatic and legalistic about this issue of giving, we also do not want to ignore the fact that the idea of financial giving, tithing if you will, is a biblical mandate. It is a biblical idea, not something that we just come up with as a church. So we begin in chapter 9 of Second Corinthians today, and Paul says in verse 1, It is indeed unnecessary for me to write to you concerning the service to the saints, for I know your readiness, of which I boast on your behalf to those of Macedonia, that Achaia has been prepared for the past year. Your zeal has stirred up very many of them. Paul is saying when it came to this issue of faithful giving as for the Lord's work, that it was on some level needless to address these Corinthian believers on the issue for clearly they had already proven themselves over time on this subject. Now, the Corinthian church were, were screw-ups on so many levels, but on this thing, this issue, they had been an example. They had been exemplary. Ultimately, they had been a godly inspiration, even to other believers. They were an encouragement to the greater body of Christ to do as they had done when it came to financial giving. Now, whether or not we are comfortable with this subject matter, we cannot ignore the fact that love gives. Love cannot be simply an issue of belief or mental decision. Real love will always manifest itself. This is why it's so very troubling to hear people say, Hey, I love the Lord, but of course their idea of love never finds feet. It fails to ever express itself in any real action. If we do really love Him, then we do not struggle to serve Him and His church, nor do we fail to give Him what is the first fruits of all the harvests of our lives. Love expresses its truth and its very active presence through giving. The noun love cannot exist without its counterpart, the verb love. For God so loved the world that he gave. Verse 3 of chapter 9, Paul says, But I have sent the brothers, so that our boasting on your behalf may not be in vain in this respect. That is, just as I said, you may be prepared. Lest by any means, if anyone from Macedonia comes there with me and finds you unprepared, we, to say nothing of you, 
would be disappointed in this confident boasting. Now, the Phillips translation gives some clarity here. He says, quote, For between ourselves, it would never do as some of the Macedonians were to accompany me on my visit to you and then find you unprepared for this act of generosity. We, not to speak of you, should be horribly ashamed just because we had been so proud and confident of you, end quote. You know, it wasn't that the Corinthians weren't planning to contribute to the endeavor before them, but rather Paul was concerned that maybe the lack of organization had or would hinder the gathering together of that gift. Thus Paul was warning about a situation that could happen really just so easily to us. After all, anyone can say they're going to step up, right? But Paul was telling them that the time was now. It was time to either do it or stop talking about it. It was time to give their words some feet and to gather the money together and ready it for the mission field. Good intentions were not going to help anyone, not the receivers and certainly not the Corinthian believers. Verse 5 says, I thought it necessary, therefore, to entreat the brothers that they would go before you to arrange ahead of time the generous gift that you promised before that the same might be ready as a matter of generosity and not of greediness. So Paul was saying that he was sending some men ahead of him to deal with the gathering of this financial gift so that nothing would overshadow the ministry of the gospel. Nothing would overshadow the ministry of the discipleship once he arrived. You see, it was clear that Paul, as a pastor, really wanted to avoid directly participating in this issue altogether. It was his thinking, certainly, and I can relate. Look, it can be uncomfortable for any of us to deal with this issue, but especially that of a pastor and especially in the religious environment we live in today, there's no doubt, certainly, that the world has many con artists, both then and now, dishonest people in Paul's day, just as there are now, and there is no argument that church money certainly has been abused on innumerable occasions throughout history. So Paul... And many of us who have followed him have gone, well, the extra mile to remain above reproach on this matter. That was a daily devotional by Pastor Tim Dodson from Believer City Church in Menominee, Wisconsin. For more information on Pastor Tim Dodson or Believer City Church, visit Believerstogether.com.